0: This is HBR episode 1815 entitled Ahuka 57 LibreOffice Impress Styles and Objects 2 Drawing Object Styles and is part of the series LibreOffice. It is hosted by Ahuka and is about 17 minutes long. The summary is Drawing Object Styles and their use in LibreOffice Impress. This
1: episode of HBR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com.
0: Hello, this is Ahuka welcoming you to Hacker Public Radio and another exciting episode in our series on LibreOffice. And we are in the middle of Impress, which is the presentation graphics program. And last time, we took a look at the presentation styles, and so uh, this time we're going to look at the other ones, the drawing object styles. Um, now the presentation styles were pretty similar to what we've covered Uh, Already, for instance, when we looked at writer, and we looked at paragraph styles. Um, But uh, Impress is a graphical product, so we need to wrap our heads around a different set of issues here. And that brings us to drawing object styles. Now, while you could handle your graphical objects manually as needed, and probably most people do start out doing it that way, the idea of using styles brings an added element of consistency and efficiency. By creating or modifying a style to serve your needs, you can achieve a uniform look in your presentations, which will make them look much more professional. And by applying a style, you get efficiency, since applying the style is usually a one-click operation versus the many clicks and windows you might go through to do it manually. A drawing object style groups all of the properties of a given type of object, defines them, and gives them a name. And just as we saw with styles previously, you can make a change to a style definition, and every object in your presentation based on that style will automatically update. Drawing object styles are different from presentation styles in two ways. First, they are mostly concerned with graphics, though not entirely. Text boxes created from the drawing toolbar control their text here. And second, you have the option of creating your own styles, which you did not have with presentation styles. You can see this when you right-click in the Styles and Formatting window. With the Drawing Object Styles tab selected, the pop-up window offers New as a possible selection. And when you do this, you get a familiar Properties window. Now, this also has 14 tabs, just as with presentation styles, but they're not exactly the same tabs. The options for bullets and numbered lists have dropped, and new graphical options have been added. So, what are the the tabs here? There's Organizer. This should be somewhat familiar from Writer. This is where you give a name to a style, where you can set inheritance if you want to link it to another style, and place it in a category for later use. Line. This lets you set line properties, such as continuous, dashed, dotted, and so on. It also lets you set a style that has an arrow at one or both ends of the line. It also has corner and cap options. And the best way to see what they do is to open up the properties window, create a very thick line, and start choosing options. It needs to be a thick line, because that is where you can actually see the difference. Corner refers to what happens when a line makes a turn in creating a corner. It can make the corner rounded, mitered, which means coming to a sharp point, beveled, a flat corner. And then cap controls the ends of the line, whether they will be flat or round or square. Area. The same as what we saw with presentation styles, this lets you specify how you will fill an area using a solid color, a gradient, hatching, or a bitmapped image. Each of these, when selected, opens up more controls. So if you select color, you get a color picker. Gradient gives you a number of options to select from, and so on. The limitation here is that you must select from the available options Impress has provided. If that is not good enough, you probably need to use a manual option instead of a style. Remember that you can add manual elements to a master page and have them automatically applied to your presentation. Shadowing. This lets you apply a shadow to an object. You can control its location relative to the object being shadowed, its distance, its color, and its transparency. Transparency lets you add transparency to an area. You can control the amount of transparency as a percentage. Use a gradient. And if you do select a gradient, you have further controls to make it linear, radial, ellipsoid, and more. Font. Font. This is the standard tab for font properties, letting you select the font, family, style, and size. Font effects. Again, pretty standard, and the same as writer. The one thing you will probably do here a lot is select the font color, since in a graphical environment, that becomes a big deal. You can also add a relief, overlining, underlining, and strike through. Indents and spacing. This is the standard section you would have in Writer that lets you set an indent, a first-line indent, spacing before or after, and the space between lines. Text. This is all about positioning text within an object like a text box. You can set the space between the text and the border, in other words the margin, and anchor the text relative to the border of the box. Text animation. This lets you do things that would be hideous in a text document, but can make sense in a presentation. You have several types of animation and buttons to set the direction of the animation. So, some of your options here. Blink. The text will blink on the screen. Scroll through. The text will move into the object and then out, following the selected direction. Scroll back and forth. The text will move in the selected direction, but bounce back at the border. Scroll in. The text will scroll in, following the given direction, and will stop in the center. Also, you have other settings that control a delay for when the animation starts, whether it repeats, and so on. Dimensioning. This applies to dimension lines, which are one of the styles available. Dimension lines are lines with arrows on either end and are used to indicate a dimension measurement, such as on a blueprint. For instance, the distance from here to here is 43 meters. Now, this is a good example of something that um, we see several times here, which is that the styles for LibreOffice Impress and LibreOffice Draw are shared. So some of the styles you see here really will make more sense in the draw environment, where you might be doing engineering drawings or, you know, blueprints, flowcharts, things like that. Connector. This is a setting for the connector lines used in things like flowcharts. Alignment. Okay, Pretty standard text alignment options of left, right, centered, justified, and so on. And then finally, Tabs. This is the standard option for setting tabs and works just like in Writer. So that covers all of the style properties available. What about the styles themselves? Well, the first one, Default, creates settings that will be common to all of the other styles. This makes use of the object property known as Inheritance that we have discussed previously when looking at the object model. This is why default appears as the root of all other drawing object styles. So, for example, if all text used in drawing objects was to use the same font, you would put that in the default style, and all of the styles would then inherit that one setting. It is also worth noting here that many of these styles are, again, you know, it's common to impress and draw both, which is to be expected since both are very much graphical. And the LibreOffice team does prefer to reuse objects wherever possible. Now, from there, we have a number of other styles that we can use. Among these are the dimension line. We talked about that a little bit previously. That is a dimension length bounded by guides. This would be very handy if you're displaying drawings that include dimensions, engineering drawings, floor plans, blueprints, all of that kind of stuff. First line indent, very similar to what we did for a paragraph style in Writer. It will indent the first line of a paragraph if you have applied this to a paragraph, but only in a text box. Remember, drawing object styles only apply to graphical objects. If you attempt to apply apply this to a normal slide text, you won't get any result at all, because normal slide text is governed by presentation styles. All right. So that's something we have to be really careful about. If you draw a text box onto a slide, then it's governed by these drawing object styles. If, on the other hand, you're using what's called auto-text boxes, which are already on the slides, and, you know, those are governed by presentation styles, and remember, you cannot um, create new presentation styles. You can modify the ones that are there. But, you know, those, those slides and the things that are on them are set. Um, Heading. Heading 1. Heading 2. Okay. These heading styles are available for you to use, again, only for text that is contained in a text box, which would be governed by the drawing object styles. Uh, Slide titles, for instance, are governed by presentation styles. Now, because of this, I would call these styles limited in their use, but if you need to add a text box and have a heading... For the text inside, this would be the way to go. Object with arrow. This is where you need to be using the drawing tools to make sense of this. If you draw any kind of line that is not closed, in other words, it's not a circle or a polygon that has no end, applying this style will give you an arrow head on one end and the line does not need to be straight. Any curve will work just as well. You can control all of your options for this style by going to the Properties window, Line tab, where you will see all of the arrow options. The arrowhead can be at the start or end of the line, and various shapes are available. Also, the line heaviness and other options can be found here. This can be applied to symbols, but only to lines with endpoints you want to see this in action, create a smiley face and put an arrowhead on the mouth. Now, object with no fill and no line. Now, this really applies to closed objects, like shapes and symbols. Each of these has two essential ingredients, a line and a fill. The line is what outlines the shape, such as a circle polygon, star, and the fill is what fills in that shape. If you remove both of these, what do you have left? Well, to all appearances, nothing, (laughs) though you can still find the object if you tab through everything. Now, this is uh, the default style for images and OLE objects, for instance, math formula, and at some point I suppose we'll get around to talking about the math component which is uh, really a graphical thing. It's just a way of creating formulas as graphical objects that you can drop into things, um, and that people get confused by that because they think math is about calculating. And no, that's what Calc does. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll get to that. It, it also this style could also be useful because it, it you don't see anything at all. You can lay it on top of something and obscure part of some other object. So that might be something that uh, could be a use for you at some point. Now, object with shadow. Pretty straightforward. This adds a shadow. And as we saw, if you take a look at the properties, you can then do things like uh, how much of an offset, where the shadow is, how transparent it is, all of those kinds of things. Object with fill. This removes any fill from the inside and only leaves the line. Note that the line part can include more than just an outline. You can have symbols, again, an example being the smiley face, that have lines inside the circle for the mouth and the eyes. Text. Text body, text body justified. All three of these styles apply to the text inside of your text boxes. Again, only text boxes that you draw onto a slide using the drawing tool. Um, It does not apply to ordinary slides that's governed by presentation styles. Uh, I realize I'm repeating myself a lot, but, you know, getting this basic idea is important to understanding how to work here. Finally, title, title one, title two. These are for titles on drawings, for example, like a title block on engineering diagrams. Uh, Another example of a style that's really more relevant in draw, um, you know, where title boxes are something you want to use regularly. Again, think of engineering diagrams, flowcharts, blueprints, etc. You see these styles here because the drawing object styles are shared between draw and impress. So this has been our look at the drawing object styles and completes our look at all of the styles that are available. Uh, one of the things I want to do next, uh, and this probably is it's not terribly difficult, but I like to do it anyway, I'm going to create a master uh, you know, a template, essentially, although the way the terminology works in LibreOffice, they call it a master page or a page master, or a slide master, or what have you. But it, it's the uh, impress equivalent of a template. And so I'm going to create one, and I'm going to create it for Hacker Public Radio. Um, and I'm going to use a, f- you know, a few of the techniques that we've talked about and put it up there, and, and it's something that anyone can use if you have any Occasion to go talk about Hacker Public Radio at your local Linux users group or what have you. Um, It'll be something that you can make use of. So, uh, this is Ahuka signing off for Hacker Public Radio and reminding you, as always, to support free software. (music) Bye-bye.